I'm Bailey. I'm Nini. <laughs> and welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. Oh my goodness. We're doing it. We're fucking. <laughs> oh wait, is, We're that, doing the, it. We're is that the pen pen or is that the no, vape pen? No, this is an indica weed vape. That shit is so cute. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. You. They made Nini. a pink one too. Oh. Oh, let me show you Logan's. Yeah, it's, it's I was really like, cute. oh my god, I need to show Mimi this because it's literally adorable. Is it, it is. It has a pink like. Oh my god! I know. I wonder flower. if I have like a. Oh, there we go. Oh, uh, is that so cute? That's precious. I was like, that looks like an iPod Nano. Yeah. <laughs> with the battery attached to it. I was thinking about that at work the other day. I was like, like we had a 2007 playlist on oh, 2008, cute. and I was like, I think I had it. I think this was when I got my first iPod. Yeah, I was like, God, do you guys remember LimeWire? Do you guys remember FrostWire? And waiting like eight years for a song to download, only for it to be that fucking clip of George Bush. (laughs) Or, uh, no, uh, what's his name? Um, Ah! Ah, Fox! Bill Clinton! Bill Clinton. like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Did you ever fucking, you don't ever remember that? Oh my God, I'm going to find it. And you're going to use Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, and it was like, uh, but I did download this song off of like one, two, three, like tracks. It was a fucking like spam bullshit. Yeah, um, but it would say like an actual like song title. Oh, that's funny. So you'd spend eight hours downloading Downloading that that shit. Giving your family computer every virus, like known to man. Every pop-up virus known to man. Um, yeah, it was uh, a different time. I remember That's one time, time they found gay porn on our family computer and they blamed me, even though I was the youngest child, 10 years old, with three older brothers. And they blamed me. I'm like, three older brothers, two of them gay. <laughs> two of them are gay. <laughs> but no, they're like, absolutely not. I don't it think was Bre- actually, okay. I think <laughs> Brett wasn't living with us. I don't think Brett or Brennan were living with us at this time. Mm-hmm. And so for them to accuse me, I was like, oh, you're just in denial that Brock's gay. <laughs> Like, Brock's literally right there. What are you talking about? They're like, no, he likes girls. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> he likes question mark girls. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brock. Sorry, Brock. Sorry to air out our family drama from 2005, <laughs> six. All right. Love you. Mean it, Love man. you. Mean it. Can't wait to see you in, in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn. That's uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. How was your week? It is Sunday. It is Sunday. Yeah, wow. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Fuck. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Um, yeah, it was a it was a cool, fine week, I guess. We, you, I went to the mayor's party. I was yesterday. gonna say you got to see a mayor. I that did, was a dog. I yes, um, a politician. A politician, if you will. If you will. A paw politician. politician. I went to his party. Party. Um, yeah. So uh, in case y'all didn't know, um, the city of Idlewild is a small mountain town. Um, in Southern California, and they have a golden retriever as their mayor. His name is Max. He is the third in his line. Um, yes, Mayor Max II unfortunately passed away like Aww, last year, like really? two years ago. Yeah, I was really sad, uh, genuinely. Um, yeah, so he was there with his sister, um, who is the vice mayor. Oh, course. okay. Uh, Meadow is the vice mayor, and then you have Mikey and Mitzi, and they are the deputy mayors. Deputy mayors? Yeah, and they have uh, little deputy badges. Um, so funny, oh, yeah. we sang happy birthday also to the mayor. Aww. Yeah. Did they give him like a big fat bone cake? I, I didn't see if they no. did give him anything because we were like in like a weird like part where oh. we were standing. But um, yeah, I That's I sang so happy birthday to a dog. 
along with like hundreds of other you're people. gonna be doing that next month when i have a bil- uh, bilbo party a bilbo is it Baggins gonna be party. lord of the rings theme? it should be huh I, be I was shire thinking about themed. it shire it's gonna be a second breakfast birthday party so come <gasps> and eleven yeah and then we're gonna have eleven I, I was <laughs> at petco the other day <laughs> and i saw like ingredients to make a dog cake yeah, yeah, so I think I'm going to get it. Yeah. I think I'm going to. Watch him be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put all that time and effort into nothing. Licks it and then walks away. <laughs> such, such a Libra vibe. Um, but yeah, that was the that was really the highlight of my of my week. I love that. It was, it was dope. That's so cool. It was dope. Um, well, anything else cool that happened? Um, oh, yeah, one of my coworkers brought her little dog in to the store. And it's like a little chihuahua. Oh, and she was like talking to it and stuff. And then the dog was like talking back. Really? Like, you know, in that little way, yeah. Chihuahua was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's fucking he's super like, cute." I love that. I was like, "He's like a little goblin." I love him. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was cool. That's pretty much my my week. Nice. Nothing, nothing brazy, nothing dog. Brazy. Nothing. Oh yeah, I made a lot of impulse purchases, but oh cool. Not really impulse purchases. Really? I had to renew my passport. Oh, okay. So that cost me fucking oh, like, like yeah, like almost two hundred bucks. Um, and then I impulse bought some tickets for a show on Friday because I was like, treat myself. Oh, cool. You know, what show? Um, or it's, should uh, we not say it so people no, don't? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it'll, uh, this comes out like after you're already yeah. gone. Sorry. So uh, September fifteenth is Mexican Independence Day. Oh, cool. So there's this really cool uh, ska punk band. Oh, nice. Uh, from Mexico City, and uh-huh. they're called Maldita Vecindad, which literally means like the cursed neighborhood. Nice. Um, and yeah, there we're, I'm gonna go see them with my dad. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. I'm excited. I love that. <laughs> How was your weekend? My week was good. I got to celebrate one of my Virgo friends. And Virgos are just so, so lovely. Like, truly. Virgo men can die, but Virgo women. See, one of my old coworkers was a Virgo. And she was a little unhinged. Yeah. They're unhinged, but they're fun. Oh, she wasn't fun. Oh, oh. Maybe it was like a double, maybe it was like a double or triple situation. Yeah, maybe. Which like negated the coolness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's true. That's cool. Yeah, it was was really fun. What'd you Um, drink? I got fucked up. I drank... A lot. Um, various. <laughs> various. Liquids. Various liquids. Various potions. Potions, potions and elixirs. Um, yeah, no, I also hit a bong that people lovingly refer to as bongzilla. I love it's that. so fucking massive. That's precious. Um, I got so high that I felt like I was in a video game, which doesn't happen often. Um, but it was kind of fun. And one of my friends, her name's Star. She started acting like a sim, and she oh. was doing it so well that it was freaking me the fuck out. I was like, "Star, you're scary, <laughs> baby." <laughs> Sit down. She was like, the, like running into the bridge, like oh, over no, and over like... again. Oh, so yeah, it was it was nice, and I've been like hungover for probably like two days straight. So I don't know why I'm drinking this concoction that we've made of vodka, mango, mango, langers, juice, and a lime soda water? Yeah. Yeah. What it's are pretty we, good. What are we, I think we should call this the mango mango. The mango mango. <laughs> That's fun. I like that. Mango mango. It rolls off the tongue nicely. Mm-hmm. Me mango. Me mango, you Me mango. mango. <laughs> Me mango, you mango. mango. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> All righty, guys. Like... We're going to fucking jump right into this shit. Yeah. Right after this. Right after this. Message. message. Beep. I love that so much. <laughs> anyway. Nini's uh, telling us about two particular bongs that go with, like, the theme of the OAGK Podloft. Yes. Um, but we decided on, between the 
cow getting sucked up by a tornado and then a cow getting abducted by aliens but we feel like the cow is yeah the, is the clear winner yeah. given that we have a little cow abduction yeah literally prop and over there cow getting abducted earrings and, yes yeah. yeah i mean you have yeah, to yeah we gotta keep you gotta keep, keep with the theme. theme yeah we gotta run with the theme anyways you All said right. you were gonna tell me something but you couldn't waste the content so i didn't start this story until <laughs> three hours ago <laughs> You lied to me yesterday. I started it yesterday. You, you were a doing a completely it. different story. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning. I didn't like it. And so I started it all over again. You did what I did a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Valid. It, sometimes you got to do it. Because, listen, today I was like, fuck paranormal. I want to do some true crime. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Yay. <laughs> so we're getting right into it. Oh, so it is the year 2023 right now. Oh. Um. And dating sites are now the norm, right? Yeah. But the ever-present warning of stranger danger is, yes. you know, still lurks. Yes. Um, so when you're looking for a potential partner, what what do you look for? Or, like, what are some attributes that you look for on a dating profile? Ooh, on a profile? Yeah. Um, it sounds really weird, but nothing that sounds too scripted. Yes. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, like, some like copy paste bullshit yes. you know mm-hmm. it's like oh my apartment smells of rich mahogany i have many leather bound books bullshit mm, i'm like yeah. you're just wasting my time yeah exactly um i'm like find your own personality yeah, yeah yeah um and i do not like um friends or the office no. quotes Mm-mm, that's immediate not. red flag immediate red flag like that's very arbitrary i know but i'm like that's um it, if there's only pictures of them um in a group yeah ugly. also yeah. Because you don't know which one they yes. are. Red fucking flag. Yeah, red fucking red, flag. Red fucking flag. Because then you're going to make me go through each picture and figure out, like, what the common denominator yeah. is. And then you're going to hit me up and be like, oh, let's hang out. No. No, absolutely no. not. Mm-mm. You're scared to be yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how does someone who claims to be, quote, insightful, passionate, and philosophical with a great sense of humor sound? Not good. <laughs> uh, to be okay. honest, philosophical? No. Red flag. Right? Red flag. Right? From a man? Absolutely. Red I flag. was like, No. This is from a woman. Oh, still, yeah. Still. I know. I don't like that. Philosophical reminds me of like sapiosexual. Oh, God. And that's like the, that's the correlation and in my brain. Sapiosexual. And the fuck off. You're boring, actually. <laughs> you're boring. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> you don't party and you're boring. Like, obviously <laughs> someone who can maintain philosophical discourse. Is cool. Is cool. But like but someone who like points it out. Yeah. Makes it, no. Exactly. I don't like that. Egg fucking. It gives exactly. me the ache, as you would say. So, unfortunately, John Brian Altinger, or Johnny was very interested in this dating profile. Um, Johnny was a 38-year-old man from Edmonton, Canada, and he came across this beautiful woman, her name was Sheena, um, on Plenty of Fish, which is, like, so retro. In the year of our Lord, 2023? No, 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 this isn't 2023. I was just saying, like, in the year 2023, dating apps are now the norm. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, people use Plenty of Fish in this this day and age? In this day and age? No. Um... So he he finds this profile and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, like, I hit the jackpot. She's funny and she's cute. Um, She's philosophical. She's philosophical and humorous. Oh my God, girls can be funny. Who knew? Wow. It's almost like they can be dynamic, complex individuals. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Right. So Altinger had used the site often. to meet women. So this new Mm -hmm. match wasn't really anything out of the ordinary, Mm -hmm. except Sheena refuse to video chat, talk on the phone, or give a specific address for their date. 
Oh, right? hello, yes, Neve from Catfish. No, Hi. literally, <laughs> this is before Neve was even a thing. Oh my like, god, yeah, he was a twinkle in the he eye was of a MTV. twinkle in the eye of like online dating. Of scams. online dating, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hi, Neve. <laughs> like you and I, who are very smart, complex individuals, and also women, so we fear for our lives all the time, would be oh, like immediately red flag. Yeah, immediately red flag. Um. However, Altinger was like so stoked for this date. There's no way. It's There's probably no way. A, a perfectly logical explanation. Because I don't want to say that he was ugly, but in comparison to this picture of this, of petite, this woman, long raven haired woman, Ooh. this goddess, okay. he was like, oh, okay. Like, if she's into me, like. And he's yeah. like, I'd be stupid to not mm-hmm. like, yeah. follow up with this. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Gotcha. So he hits up his friend, Dale Smith. On his Dale. way to said date. My friend has a cat named Dale. It's really funny. That's He's like very adorable. chunky. Oh, very of, course, chunky, of course, of course. Good for him. Um, so <laughs> Sheena apparently gave Altinger directions to a back alley garage in Mill Woods, Canada. A back alley garage. No. Mm-hmm. No. Here's what she texted <laughs> no. him. Okay, so Friday. If you're coming from the north on Grove, get on Calgary Trail. And when you get to the south side, jump on White Mud. Then go south on 50th Street. Take a right on 40th Ave, and after a block or two, take the very first right into the alley. It's marked by a yellow crosswalk sign, so pay attention. Then go left and pull into the only driveway on your left that isn't paved. Seriously, like, whoever heard of a driveway that looks like the Amazon? Whatever. It won't swallow your cart, I promise. There's some garbage up against the fence, like an old couch and such, but it might, it might be gone by Friday. Who knows? <laughs> the first red flag in that whole thing that you just said? A block or two. Go about a block or two up. Or, Why do you mean two. a block or two? It's marked by a yellow crosswalk sign, so pay attention. Bitch, give me your address. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, don't mind the couch. And don't, the, mind the, don't mind the full it, bedroom it, it set outside. Gone by Friday. Yeah. Who knows? Don't like, mind bitch, the bedroom set next to the All of driveway. these details and no specific address. I, I'm And leaving. this guy was still like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh I'm trying to get my, my dick wet, bro. Yeah, right? Wow. We would immediately so try to track We wouldn't even have gotten this far. No. No. So, <laughs> this is presumably a man trying to get laid, so I digress, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Dale, his friend, received a second call from John that night, where John told his friend that Sheena was not in the garage, and instead, there was a man who told him that he was a filmmaker. <gasps> Altinger was obviously weirded out, but decided to go back into the garage, because the guy told him, like, oh, Sheena's, like, coming. So, he was, he was like, oh, okay, like, she's coming back. Oh Maybe this is her weird roommate. <laughs> This is so stressful. <laughs> and his weird, her weird roommate just lives in this garage with her. Right. And this was the last time anyone heard from John Altinger again. What the fuck? Oh. Um, his friends, Dale and, you know, various other unnamed individuals, oh, yeah. became concerned when they received strange emails from <gasps> Altinger explaining that he had met a woman mm-hmm, who was taking him on a long vacation to Costa Rica. And I have the email. It <gasps> goes... This is October 13th, 2008. Okay. Hey there. I've met an extraordinary woman named Jen who has offered to take me on a nice, long, tropical vacation. We'll be staying in her winter home in Costa Rica. Phone number soon to follow. I won't be back in town until December 10th, but I will be checking my email periodically. See you around the holidays, Johnny. You're going to be in Costa Rica for two fucking months with a woman that that you you just just met? met? She's going to whisk me away on a tropical vacation. Like, 
He's that's, so fucking surreal. That's weird. That sounds like a travel brochure that you typed out. Like, <laughs> no, on, like onto an email. Yeah. Onto an email. That's horrifying. Exactly. And not only did his friends receive this email, but his boss received a resignation letter by email. And he was like, uh, like weirded out by what it. But fuck? he he never got a response to his request for a forwarding address for Altinger's final check. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah. No. So obviously they were suspicious of the language used, which did not match the emails that Altinger usually sent. Usually, yeah. So oh his friends went to his house and broke in. Yeah. Fuck. There was dirty dishes. <gasps> there was clothes everywhere, and there was no indication that he was leaving for a trip because his passport. Was on oh, the counter. No. Well, he's dead. <laughs> oh, he's dead. So concerned <laughs> immediately. They informed the Edmonton Police Service who wants who launched a missing person and potential homicide investigation. Oh fuck. Now, John Altinger's last known ca- last known location was this garage, and luckily his friend Dale was actually able to repeat these locations or these locations, these directions, because Altinger had like kind of forwarded it to him yeah. over text. Um, so the police were able to locate the garage themselves. Okay. The name on the rental agreement for that garage was a man named Mark Twitchell. 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 Interesting. So First. Mark Andrew Twitchell, which I hate oh, two first no. names. Yeah, that's already red flag. He was born on July fourth. So what does that make him? A cancer man. Not a, a cancer. cancer, but like a cancer astrology. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. But also like in theory, a cancer comma man. A con- uh, yeah. A cancer. A cancer. A cancer, a cancer man. <laughs> I'm a new cancer. You can't stand it. Oh my God. Oh. I hope you guys cannot hear Bilbo. Oh. Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. Do we pause? Yeah. I think so. The handler. The handler. Okay guys, sorry. We had to take a little breaky poo. For Bebo. For Bebo. <laughs> Those little bark, barky barks. Barky barks. So, getting back into Mark Twitchell being a cancer man. Yes. Unfortunately, he was born on July 4th, 1979. And he dreamed of making blockbuster films and graduated from the radio and television arts program at the North- Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. <laughs> I felt like that. Um, did you ever watch uh, Accepted? With Justin Long and Jonah Hill. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Okay. Well, they make up a, a university, uh-huh. and it's called the the South, like, the Southern, in- no, the South Harmon Institute of Technology, which is shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they made themselves the shitheads. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. The Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. Nibbed. So. <laughs> na- Nate. 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 Mm. Yeah. <laughs> in 2001... Twitchell married an American woman and moved to Illinois, but they divorced in 2004, so he moved back to Canada. Okay. So, in 2007, Twitchell directed Star Wars, Secrets of the Rebellion, which, like, why does Star Wars keep interjecting itself into our podcast? I don't get it. Um, <laughs> it's going to become a Star Wars podcast one day, imagine. I just become really into Star it's Wars all, Star all of a sudden. Wars conspiracy theory. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. I got so many people who were like, Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. I was like, I know. That's what Nini said. And then I Googled it. And it happened to be like yeah. a real thing. It's like real, a real conspiracy. Real yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he did Star Wars Secrets of the Rebellion, which was a full-length fan film prequel set Ooh. a few days prior to Star Wars episode... What's Ivy in Roman numerals? <laughs> Four. <laughs> okay. That doesn't make sense to me, but okay. A New Hope. So... 
this included a cameo by Jeremy Bullock, which was a British actor known for his role as bounty hunter Boba Fett in oh, the original shit. Star Wars film. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the film, still in post-production, was never released. Oh. So he was a fucking loser. Wow. Yeah. And I say that not because he had a failed film project, but because fuck this guy. Let's get into it. Yes. So the rented garage was used by Twitchell to shoot an eight minute horror film. He called house of cards. The plot was eerily similar to the fate of John Altinger in the same location just weeks later. Uh, An initial search of the garage uncovered what appeared to be blood spatter, which Twitchell told police that it came from the house of cards execution scene that he was filming. Ah, and the cops Casual. like, oh, yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. And when they asked him about it again, he was like, we didn't use fake blood. So they caught him in a lie. <gasps> because later, luminol tests revealed excessive amounts of human blood that wasn't fuck. visible to the naked eye. Oh, fuck. Now, <laughs> jumping into him being charged with the first degree murder of John Altinger, mm-hmm. um, Twitchell told somewhat of a peculiar tale at trial. Mm. Okay. He pleaded not guilty to murder, yet admitted to the court that he did, in fact, lure John Altinger into the rented garage, stabbed him to death, and cut up his body for disposal. <laughs> so he's like, no, 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 I'm, am I guilty? No. No. But did I do it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he pulled a fucking OJ Simpson, basically. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. He's so silly. Oh, you wow. Canadian. Oh, you, oh, you Canadian. They're, they're too polite. They're, they're too polite. polite. Man. Guilty. No, Your Honor. I did no. not a murder of stabbing him of and stabbing dismembering him. him. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. The fact that he said to death in his like testimony. Wow. Oh, he stabbed like, him to, to death, death and then dismembered him. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> make that make sense. Like, literally. I hate that so much. <laughs> he went on to tell the court that his actions came after filming his movie with two friends in the same garage weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. And the movie itself featured a cheating husband lured to a garage location by thinking he was meeting a woman from a dating website. Okay. Once he arrived, however, he was attacked and killed by a man wearing a hockey mask in payment for his cheating behavior. So it's like Saw and Friday the 13th <laughs> made a baby. Okay. Yeah. Spooky. I know. Like, Weird. Okay. Whatever. So <sighs> Twitchell told the courts that he came up with the idea of actually mimicking the plot in real life, but not killing the individual in an attempt to provide publicity for his film. So he was like, once the film was released and the people who experienced like the trauma that I put them through saw it, they would talk about it and create like buzz naturally. So this was, like, truly a PR stunt for him with no management. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. He was his own manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He was his momager. Who was his mom? Chris, his own momager. Chris Kardashian who? Yeah. No. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't be found in this garage. She couldn't be found no. in this garage. No, no ma'am. No ma'am. <laughs> um, so Twitchell said he had killed Altinger in self-defense when they began fighting because Altinger did not react the way that Twitchell expected when he told him that he was a filmmaker and basically asked Altinger to like write about this experience. Like, Hey, I'm going to attack you. And then like, could you tweet about it perhaps? <laughs> oh my fucking God. So he was like, I panicked. Um, I killed him. And then I was like, Oh fuck, what do I do? So he tried to burn the body unsuccessfully and then dismembered it. But he says, Oh, I tried to burn the body, but he had already bought knives and like a butcher cleaver. You don't buy a butcher cleaver unless you're, you're cleaving. Yeah. Stuff. And, booker- and butchering. And butchering. And bookering. 
me. Me, me trying to say debauchery. <laughs> debauchery. Debauchery. And you were like, debauchery. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark above my head like a sim. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Like a barge. So, um... He admits that he went to Altinger's home and logged in using auto-saved usernames and passwords on his computer and sent his emails to his friends to delay the time before anyone realized he was missing. Which, like, yeah, that usually happens in murder cases. Yeah, white bag. Do you guys remember that, Vine? I do. Lipstick in my my Valentino white bag. 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 Yeah. For some reason, I don't know, that lady kind of reminds me of your mom sometimes. Really? Yeah. In, like, the best way possible. Because she's an icon. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, hey. and, and Star is also And my an mom icon. responds in, like, a perplexed manner like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mom. I love you, I mom. I love you, mom. I love you, adopted mom. I mean, I do get my dramatics from my mother and yeah. my father. I mean, hello. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. A Scorpio and a Gemini? Like, come on. Did you expect anything else? I just said, ding, ding. Is it me? I'm the drummer. I'm the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so aside from the blood evidence inside the garage, the most damning evidence against Mark Twitchell was the extensive and detailed kill diary that forensic experts found deleted on his laptop. Bro. Wow. Like Amateur. Amateur. You're going to make a cool movie about you killing? You're going to make a Google Doc? You're going to make... With with kill diary, I wonder if he would make them in separate word documents or if he would (laughs) do them in a prolonged email. (laughs) I've been seen. I wonder which one. I mean, he's a cancer, so he's probably going to do several word documents like me. Um, In over forty pages of descriptive text, he had entitled "SK Confessions," which literally. Oh my god! Is it real killer good? This guy went on WikiHow and was like, "How to become, How to become a serial become killer?" A serial killer, but he spelled cereal. cereal like cereal. Like cereal. Food, yeah, like cereal. Yeah. And they're like, a "Did you mean cereal?" cereal? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have a little excerpt from this, um, and it reads: "This story is based on true events. The name and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty." This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Like anyone just starting out in a new skill, I had a bit of trial and error in the beginning of my misadventures. Allow me to start from the beginning, and I think you'll see what I mean. (laughs) I don't remember the exact time and place it was that I decided to become a serial killer, but I remember the sensation that hit me when I committed to the decision. It was a rush of pure euphoria. I felt lighter, less stressed, if you will, at the freedom of the prospect. There was something about urgently exploring my dark side that greatly appealed to me. And I'm such a methodical planner and thinker. The very challenge itself is enticing to behold. It's a humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm my... such an intelligent, thoughtful thinker. <laughs> I think so that's many why, so well. That's why he used that girl's um, uh, Tinder profile, his funny fish. It was like, I'm hilarious, I'm philosophical, and I'm beautiful. And I'm beautiful. <laughs> And I'm humble. And above I'm humble. everything. Above everything else. I'm humble. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I hate this man. So he ends it with, I just knew I was different somehow from the rest of humanity. I feel no such emotions as empathy or sympathy towards others, for example. I'm like. Okay, Patrick Bateman. Shut literally. Up. Shut I'm like, you watch, you watch Dexter, which was what he said was his biggest, like, inspo. Like, oh. Okay. Like, on his oh, Pinterest board, was, it was Dexter. It was on his mood board. Okay. Mm-hmm. His vision board. Um. Know? 
But it's like literally like take Patrick Bateman and Dexter Morgan and yeah. you have Mark this Twitchell. Fucking bastard. Yeah. Wow. A bad, a poorly because poorly... those are both very handsome men. And Mark Twitchell, I think I have a picture of him. No. Oh no. Oh, there you go. It's... Oh he said, My name's Mark. That man goes to supercuts and actually enjoys it. He even tips them. He even tips <laughs> he them. Tips the supercuts. <laughs> he like walks out with a pep in his step because he feels good. <laughs> Those the like sunken in eyes mm-hmm. are so spooky. So, big the ears, smile doesn't reach high the eye. Yeah, I know. The Sony camera. He looks- <laughs> What? What? Should we say it on air? It's like he looks like if somebody, if you ask somebody to drop extra Morgan for memory. <laughs> no, that's so correct. <laughs> Dexter, is that you? He oh wishes. God. You're giving. You're stroking yeah. his fucking ego right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know when you ask little kids to draw like a dinosaur, Something from, and then yeah, they fucking draw like the most bizarre thing. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> Like, no, that's 100% a dinosaur. Yeah, no. That's Good job, honey. That's a pterodactyl. Oh, my Good God. Job, Good job, sweetie. Good job, sweetie. A little pat in the back and a gold star on their fucking... Here's a snack a snack pack. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. So funny. Okay. okay. So, CBC Canada reported that the document read basically like a diary. Mm-hmm. And the events in it, you know, that were so dis- uh, just... Oh. I think the edible's catching up to me right now. Outrun it. You got this. You got this. <laughs> the events it so graphically described mirrored the actions believed uh, that were taken by Mark Twitchell in the planning and execution of John Altinger's murder. Mm-hmm. And in the days leading to his murder, Twitchell purchased, like I said, knives, plastic sheeting, saw blades, and a meat cleaver. Fuck. Yeah. In that order. In that order. I'm like, what did, did you go to like Costco or did you go to... Like state yeah. of brothers. I'm like how much? Yeah, uh, how much cheating did you? Need? No, literally. Like, where do you get that from? Amazon wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, I don't want to discuss. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it, but I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Is there like man. a big paint store or something downtown? Oh god! The tarps or anyway. So. There was actually a first victim from Mark Twitchell. Oh fuck! Um, his name was uh Guile. Is it Giles or Giles? Giles. 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 Titrol, who has now published a book entitled "The One That Got Away," about his experience fuck. because um Mark had basically attacked him wearing a hockey mask and uh used a stun a stun gun on <gasps> him. Mm-hmm. Oh, but fuck. the guy um, in his book was basically like I thought to myself like I'm gonna die regardless so like I'm gonna go out fighting uh-huh. and so he like attacked Mark mm-hmm. and hit the gun out of his hand only mm-hmm. to find that the the fucking gun that Mark had was fake yeah <sighs> so he ran out of there oh, and guess what he didn't report it to the police because he was embarrassed oh my god don't tell me it was a gay panic thing no it was like because he had been lured in by another fake dating app, like oh my God. profile. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, I'm embarrassed that like I fell for this, so I'm not going to report this guy." Oh my God! Yep. But I'm sure the survivor guilt is like prevalent in his life. God. Yeah. So, um, the remainder of the document details his second victim, uh, obviously mm-hmm. Altinger, and how this time he bludgeoned him with a pipe and stabbed him multiple times before dismembering the body and putting the body parts into garage, uh, garbage bags and dumping them in a local sewer, which like a sewer, 
He's so amateur. That's not gonna go anywhere. <sighs> I'm just picturing like dirty gray water just sitting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just yeah, what? The decom. And I'm like, can you just put it in there? You're like, He's that's like, a good oh. spot to hide it. Well, that's that's gonna stay there forever until yeah, until until the, a, until the next storm washes a it transient away. person like stumbles upon yeah, it. Yeah, and is like, oh, blankets or something, and it's like, <laughs> and oh, finds it's a fucking, fucking body. It's a fucking. It's dead. a fucking. Dead. Ooh, blankets. <laughs> no, it's a dead body. Um. So in June 2012, I'm sorry, June 2010, almost two years after his arrest, while while still awaiting trial, Twitchell gave police a hand drawn map. Highlighting the location that he disposed of Altinger's remains. Oh, he still remembers that? Mm-hmm, bitch. Um, Mark Twitchell was found guilty of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison on April 12, 2011. Mm. Pretty recent, honestly. Mm. And <clears throat> another document found on Twitchell's laptop did not make its way into the evidence file for the jury to read during his trial. Um, this was entitled A Profile of a Psychopath. Oh my God. And <laughs> believed by investigators to have been written by Twitchell. It is a detailed self-analysis of personality and behaviors. And this is kind of when he compares himself to Dexter Morgan. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he thinks and, like, everything's so analytical and, like, done for a purpose. It's like, um, my, how you say, dark passenger <laughs> is also... Um, my duck passenger. That's what Dexter calls Yeah, him. I know, I know, but you yeah, say, like, my, my dog, dog It's passenger. always like that, like, slutty French girl who's like, mm, yeah. how you say... Um, how you say, dark passenger. It has a, how you say, uncontrollable blood blast. <laughs> Why are we being so fucking funny today? I love it. Content. Content. And we're actually recording. Yes. L for no one in this chat. This is all W. Um, CBC Canada, again, reported the day Twitchell was found guilty that the author had written, because they found this after trial, as a producer, I can profit from the sale and distribution of my work. But as a serial killer... I would get nothing more than a quick rush of adrenaline and a prison sentence to follow. <laughs> like that's he, how he writes like a person who knows someone's going to discover it. And so yeah. he's like trying to write with like, yes, he's, uh, he is the main character in his yes. story. Mm-hmm. He's, he's picturing it from above his desk yeah. while he's writing the shit out. Like some fucking like pseudo genius with his like bullshit theories right. and his dark passenger and his dark <laughs> passenger, bullshit theories and a dark passenger, and dark passenger. Yeah. a memoir. I'm like, I wonder if we can make that a title. We would have to, like, asterisk asterisk the you probably in bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, in bullshit. (laughs) I mean, we did get away with Deadass, so who knows? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll shop it. it. So that was Mark Twitchell, the Dexter Morgan killer. Mm -hmm. Lifetime prison sentence. Well, okay. Cool. Is he one of those like obnoxious bastards that like does interviews and stuff? From I I really didn't find anything no? like okay, super cool. recent. I, I hope nobody's um, trying to. But I do have some. Okay, so this was the garage. Oh, awful! And like the pale lighting and like the slight blurriness of these photos taken by like crime scene investigators. This is the outside. So again, an unpaved driveway. Oh my God. And then Mark, like I said, yeah. and then that's <gasps> the luminol. Bloodstain. Oh my god. So that's a that lot shit lit of up like a fucking, fucking blood. Newport Beach with the luminescence. Like, <laughs> it lit up like yeah. bioluminescence, bitch. Bioluminescence, you should have seen it. <laughs> so yeah. That's awful. Right? God, that poor guy. I felt good about that story. That was I good. liked that story. Yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Goddamn. See? I wasn't expecting you to take me on a true crime trip. Thank today, you. So. I know you like I was going to go. I'm probably going to do um, what I was. 
originally like um, researching for next week. Okay. Um, because we are doing a two-parter. Oh, well, I'll cut this out. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I felt, I was like, oh, that was, that was really, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how I don't know about this. Really? I genuinely know. I don't fucking know. Wow. About this one, so yeah, I'm, okay, gonna, cool. I'm excited to like look more into it. So. Yeah. That was good, dude. Good Thank job. you. Thank good you. Job. I loved it. I can't wait to hear yours. Oh. Are we going Ooh. on a, we're going on a trip. In, in our, our favorite, favorite rocket ship, ship. The the sky, sky, little, little Einstein. We sing that um, at Levi's sometimes. Really? Yeah. Um, when we would go <laughs> hit our pendulums outside. None of us fucking work there anymore. So thank so we fucking God. Say, yeah, fuck say that place. Say what you want. Say what you mean to say. <laughs> say what you mean to say. Okay, uh, let me... Hit the pen. Yeah, speaking of Benjamins, uh, let me... Aggressively rip that one. I'm going to check my phone real quick. All right, so I'm going to do, like, since we're at four minutes right now, I'm going to yeah. do my little intro paragraph, and then we'll start the okay, next cool. one. Cool. Look at you guys behind the scenes again. No, literally. Also, thank you for letting me hit that. Yeah, please. Um, alrighty, real friends and colleagues. Colleagues. I've got a little Cor- bit. My cohort. My cohorts. Yeah, my cohorts. Yeah. Cohort. Cohort. Hort. Hort. Like hort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should tweet that. W H O R E T. Um. So. Okay. I'm not sure if any of you of you's listeners are as chronically online as I am. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you are, you've probably come across uh, TikToks or Instagram posts uh, talking about self-improvement books like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, Jesus. Or Who the Mark, fuck would read that? Right? Or Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That sounds more like a <laughs> I actually have seen multiple people yeah. on my TL read that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've seen clips of motivational speakers uh, talking oh. about how you hold the key to unlocking the universe. Who's that one fucking or main guy, fuck. Tony? Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah. There mm-hmm. we um, but let's explore one of the predecessors Ooh. of this movement. Uh, for today's conspiracy, I actually have, I'm proud to present okay. my first two-part story. <laughs> Very exciting, very exciting. Um, today we're doing a little bit of like a case study, we'll okay. call it, uh, on personal development programs. Specifically, the grandfather of them all. Erhard Seminars Training, also known as EST. Okay. And its eventual successor, the Landmark Forum. What the fuck? Let's fucking go. Alrighty, the landmark forum. So let's pop the cork on this conspiracy bubble, shall we? Ooh. As always, we will begin with information from our good friend, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, Wikipedia, Wikipedia tells us that EST, as we're going to call it, uh, which is Erhard Seminars Training, okay. um, all started with a guy named. Werner Hans Erhard. Well, actually, his birth name is John Paul Rosenberg. What the fuck? And he was born in Philly on <laughs> September 5th, 1935. <laughs> okay. That will, I'll, I'll explain that in a bit. What um, is he like? He wants to be like a neo Nazi, like a German person? Like... Um, it, uh, the origin of his name will be revealed. Oh, be, really? Be, be, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so. Okay. So, um, 
he was born to Episcopalian parents. Okay. Uh, well, his dad was actually Jewish, but he converted for his wife. Uh, but I mean, props to his parents because, like, while they were really religious, they were just, they decided when he was born, they were like, well, let's just wait until he's old enough to see like how cool. he feels about things yeah. and like just kind of let him find his own path. Right, right, right. right. And Don't so, force um, him on yeah, which I was like, that's kind of cool. As most parents do. And most parents do. <laughs> um, me at my Catholic guilt. Um, me so... and my Mormon guilt. <laughs> <laughs> So he eventually chose to join the Episcopal Church like his parents, and he was baptized at the age of eight. Okay. Oh, that's when we get baptized too. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, got baptized when I was like eight months, probably. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, like, oh, you guys baby, get a yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. We baby. Because you got babes. they got to pour the, the little shell of water on your head. <laughs> no, you get ba- you get uh, baptized in like a it looks like a fucking massive hot tub at a church. <laughs> That's scary. Inside of a like building. That. It's really fucking creepy. I'll have to I'll have to show you pictures. Ooh, I don't like I'll, that. Maybe I'll, I'll post it on the um, Instagram. Yeah. Ooh, that gave me the Willie's perspective. John had a pretty normal early life. Um, he went to school in Norristown, Pennsylvania, married his first wife, a lady named Patricia Fry, in okay. 1953. Patricia Fry. Mm-hmm. That's a cute name. Yeah, it is. Um, she had four. They had four children together. Um, from the mid 50s to the 1960, to 1960, uh, John worked mostly at car dealerships like Ford and Lincoln Mercury, supporting the family. Right. But in 1960, he left Patricia and their kids in Philly, moved to Indianapolis with a woman named June Bride, and changed his name to Werner Hans Erhard. After, wait for it, quote, some Esquire magazine articles he had read about West German economics minister Ludwig Erhard and physicist Werner Heisenberg. <laughs> So he was like two smart guys. Uh-huh. That's gonna That's make me. me. I'm gonna be then. I'm gonna be a smart guy too. Uh, fun fact: During World War II, uh, Werner Heisenberg led um, Berlin's Kaiser Wilhelm Institute for Physics, where Ooh. research into nuclear reactors and atomic bombs was conducted. I was gonna say so. No, literally Nazi science. And there even exists debate actually as to whether or not Heisenberg deliberately slowed Germany's atomic bomb development. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that might be the only reason that, like, they never had a bomb in the first place. Because he just dragged it out. So, pretty, pretty. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the plot. Back to the plot. We were uh, on a side quest. Yes, we were on a side quest. Um, an interesting bit of this tale is that Werner, as we'll refer to him now, uh, didn't go to college. Oh. Which is, uh, you're going to understand why, but it gave me, like, Jeffrey Epstein vibes. Oh, okay. uh, Because Werner was, uh, quote, self-educated in areas of study like philosophy, business, <laughs> physics, and Zen masters. Okay. Like Alan Watts, quote, a white Western interpreter of Zen Buddhism who introduced him to the distinction between mind and self. Oh, she's just biting mm-hmm. um, According to one of his buddies, philosopher Michael E. Zimmerman, because, you know, very smart guy, because two smart names combined in one make one smart person yes um werner had no particular formal training in anything but he understood things as well as anyone i'd ever seen and i've been around a lot of smart people in academia (laughs) okay right aren't you like not supposed to use like Like, terms like that like as a like academic like it's kind of like absolute i've met a lot of people that are like really smart i've met a lot of people that are very smart yeah Like me. Like also me. Knows things. I, I'm, I surround myself with like-minded peers who know things. <laughs> I just recoiled. Um, so he became deeply interested in personal fulfillment after a colleague introduced him to the ideas of Abraham Maslow, who yeah. we know uh, created Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. So that's like a real like 
psychological yeah. thing. Um, and Carl Rogers, considered one of the founders of person-centered psychotherapy oh. or humanistic psychology, which oh. is like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, but Werner's biggest influence in the creation of EST would be Zen Buddhism, as well as Mind Dynamics. Okay. Mind Dynamics was a self-help seminar company started by Alexander Everett in Texas, 1968, that, quote, trained businessmen in personal development techniques, but relied on unique activities like visualization and meditation rather than academic theories. God, unquote. so it's just fucking tech bros, like, meditating talking. in, like, the Google workroom. Yeah, talking. Like, men talking. Men First. talking. First. Ugh. Oh, shudders. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. Not sorry. Um, <laughs> Loses all our male following. <laughs> sorry. sorry. We're just babies. We're just bro. babies. I'm sorry. I don't like I patriarchy. Can <laughs> I can give you blocks. Uh, mind dynamics utilize principles from something called Silva Mind Control, <laughs> abbreviated SMC, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> what the this fuck? quote self help and meditation program was developed by, you guessed it. Who? A Texas electronic repairman named Jose Silva. What the fuck? The aim... You're saying so many people in so many professions. But they're all like bullshit. Players. I know! Okay. The aim of Silva Mind Control was to, quote, reach and sustain a state of mental functioning called alpha state. Alpha state? Oh. Where brain frequency is 7 to 14 hertz. In order to reach this mental state, Silva claimed to have, quote, developed a program that trained people to enter certain brain states of enhanced awareness, as well as developing several <laughs> systematic mental processes to use while in these states, allowing a person to mentally project with specific intent. You know how you could do all of that? You could achieve all that is drinking one of those Naruto energy drinks, <laughs> going into sage mode. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> literally, what the fuck did you just say? And someone read that and was like, oh, yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this guy. Werner read this and was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that makes sense. So, um, Jose Silva claimed that once your mind was, quote, projected, you could view far away objects and locations and, quote, connect with higher intelligence for guidance. Unquote. Right. Yes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, I think this is the first time you really love me speechless. <laughs> Science. Um, it's also worth noting that in December 1972, Mind Dynamics was investigated for practicing medicine without a license and fraudulent <laughs> representation of the potential benefits of participating in their coursework. Okay. This, Which led... This is giving me, like, um, oh my god, what's that one? That Amanda, whatever her face... Or not Amanda, um... Theranos? Theranos, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, what's your fucking name? Kate... Elizabeth, Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. There we Mary go. Kate. I had to get there. I had to get there on you my got own. It. You got it. <laughs> so, um, Mind Dynamics was eventually shut down in 1973. Okay. But enough about the influences. Let's unpack what the fuck EST is and how it works. Let's get into it. And so, scene. 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 Uh, it's 1971. Okay. Werner officially launched EST. Short for Erhard Seminars Training, and also Latin for It Is. Oh. Um, a company which would provide personal and professional development workshops, the first of which was called the EST Training. Okay. Um, this next bit of info comes from an archived article in Bioscience Communications, okay. 1977. Quote, 
The EST standard training is designed to be approximately 60 hours long. It is usually done in two successive weekends, two Saturdays and two Sundays, beginning at 9 a.m. and going until around midnight. Okay. Sometimes a day's session takes longer, sometimes a little less, since the sessions go until the results for the day are produced. There are breaks about every four hours for people to go to the bathroom, <laughs> have a cigarette, talk, or do whatever they like. In addition, there is one break for a meal during the day. The what? training is held for about 250 people at a time, seated on chairs arranged theater style in a hotel ballroom. What the fuck? Sometimes people wonder about what might be called the harshness of the training, why the rules are so unbending. It became very clear to me, this is Werner writing, mm -hmm. about five years ago, that the rules of life do not bend. The purpose of going by the book is not that we think you ought to go by the book all the time. Okay. That kind of rigidity in a person is obviously a mistake. Right. It's to accentuate that the physical universe always goes by the book and that, like gravity, life doesn't relax the rules just because you want it to or even because you need it to. Unquote. Okay, I have a lot of questions for her. Yep. Wikipedia also offers the <laughs> following description of EST. Quote, Erhard challenged participants to be themselves and live in the present. Instead of playing into a role imposed on them by their past and to move beyond their current points of view into a perspective from which they could observe their own positionality. So it's just telling, it, they, it, it sounds like what they're trying to achieve is you to be like an objective person. Right. It sounds like that. Uh, notable people to mm -hmm. attend the EST training include oh, David Geffen, um, oh. Ariana Huffington of the Huffington Post, oh, same, wow. uh, Yoko Ono, and even John Denver. Wow. The homie, John Denver. Um, going back to the archived standard training article that I just mentioned, uh -huh. uh, we can find a synopsis of what guests should expect. Quote, there are three relationships which develop during the course of the training, which provide a framework for the material of the training. One is a relationship with the trainer, who begins with what resembles a lecture, although trainees soon realize that that is not actually giving a lecture. Another relationship which develops in the training is the trainee's relation to the group and to the individual members of the group. Okay. And then the last one is, like, relating to the group as a whole. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. To summarize what happens in the EST training, this is still a quote, mm. then I would say the following. This is important. Okay. It is a transformation. A conceptual shift from a state in which the content of your life is organized around an attempt to get satisfied or to survive, to attain satisfaction, or to protect or hold onto what you've got, to an experience of being satisfied right now, and organizing the content of your life as an expression, manifestation, and sharing of the experience of being satisfied, of being whole and complete now. The natural state of the self is satisfaction. Unquote. What the fuck did I just say? I know I'm high, but that what the fuck what did, did you what, just say? What did I just say? You just exactly. said a whole lot of words and that make no sense. And you together. took me nowhere. Yeah. You took me nowhere. <laughs> you said a lot we of words and I went nowhere. In the parking lot. <laughs> we did donuts in the spirit Halloween parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we did donuts in the spirit, spirit Halloween, Halloween parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> in the spirit Halloween slash Marshall's parking yeah. lot. Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to share with you uh, an excerpt from a book called Outrageous Betrayal, written by, or Outrageous Betrayal, uh, semi or colon, uh -huh. The Dark Journey of Werner Erhard from EST to Exile. Ooh. Written by freelance journalist Stephen Pressman in 1999, uh, okay. 1993. Oh, okay. In this excerpt, Pressman describes what an EST training is actually like. Oh, God. Quote 
250 people uh-huh. sat in straight back chairs in the ballroom at, at San Francisco's Jack Tar Hotel, waiting for the ESC training to begin. A moment later, a dour-faced man of medium build and short brown hair, wearing a sweater over an open-collar shirt and a name tag that read, Ron, oh. walked to the front of the room and stood on the stage. For the next two hours, Ron, using his best drill sergeant voice, worked his way through a 30-page recitation of the rules everyone had to agree to follow during the training. No one could move from their seat unless told to do so. There was to be no smoking, eating, drinking, note-taking, and no one could leave to go to the bathroom except during short breaks announced by the trainer. This is a quote within a quote. In this training, you're going to find out you've been acting like assholes. All your fucking cleverness and self-deception have gotten you nowhere. The EST trainer boomed from the stage. For the first several hours of training, Erhard and his trainers kept up a nonstop barrage of verbal insults, taunting participants, insisting they're worthless human beings who clung to beliefs about themselves and their own lives that were rooted in ridiculous notions about reason, logic, and understanding. A man raised his hand on the first day with a question about the need to believe in something. The trainer stormed off the stage and perched himself inches from the man's face. Don't give me your goddamn belief system, you dumb motherfucker. Get rid of all of that shit. He screamed. The man sat down in his seat, only to be greeted with a loud burst of applause from the rest of the room. Anytime someone got up to, quote, share something during the training, Uh everyone else was instructed to acknowledge them with applause. Taking responsibility for your life in the world, according to Werner Erhard, required people to accept the idea that they were equally responsible for everything that happened in their lives. From illness to disease to auto accidents and street muggings, Erhard and his trainers drummed into the heads of ESC participants that they alone caused all the incidents and episodes in their lives to occur. The EST philosophy included no room for victims or excuses. Unquote. I don't like this story. It's it's fucked up. People paid money for this, dog. People paid, like, hundreds of dollars. This shit is... Back in, like, 1990, Uh, it was, like, $400. Oh, my God. To sit... To be told to sit somewhere for fucking, like... In a straight-back chair in a hotel For 12 to 14 hours. And you cannot eat, you cannot drink, you cannot take notes, and you cannot get up to go to the bathroom. I'd be like, I'm leaving, and if you don't let me leave, I'll kill myself in front of you. Like, what does this (laughs) sound like? Does it sound a little like the C word? Perhaps is it is it a little is it a little culty? Perhaps. Perhaps not cunty, culty. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, don't worry. I'm, there's no more quotes. I'm almost done with part one. Oh, and okay. Then part two will be. Our next no, episode. I have to write that down so oh, I don't forget okay, it. Yes. Um. So, in 1981, Erhard Seminars Training Incorporated. Uh became known as Werner Erhard and Associates, so WEA. Okay. And in 1984, the EST training was replaced by WEA with, quote, a more modern, briefer, more rigorous, and more philosophical program. Uh, More philosophical. Okay, tell me. More rigorous and more philosophical. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not going to curse in my face? Yeah. No, it's going to be worse, actually. We're going to yell more in your face. (laughs) <laughs> like, and you're gonna pay for this, Socrates to Socrates to Plato, like ass. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you dumb motherfucker! Don't you understand? Um, okay. So this new training would be based on Werner's teachings, and it would be called the Forum. In 1991, Werner sold the assets and quote training technology of EST oh, to a group of employees 
who went on to form the company known as Landmark Education. And that's where we're going to end for part one. Fuck. And the most exciting bit is you guys don't know what's coming next. But Bailey knows what's coming next, so I'm so fucking hyped. Oh, you guys are You guys are in that for a good. treat. Thank you. Oh, wait, we can just keep going. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That was a wild ride. That right? was a wild Dude. ride. You said a lot of words. But I, I don't like I was some like, of them made sense. And only some of them made sense. Like, truly. <laughs> Every time you did a quote, I was like, what the fuck is she saying right now? Yeah. What the fuck am I saying? No, Me and myself, I'm like, this, this makes sense. sense. This yeah. is why I've never been personally a fan of, like, you know, self-help or personal development books. No. Because it always seems like a... A lot of word salad. Yes. And a lot of redundant stuff to get to nowhere. No, n- nothing. Nowhere. Yeah. It's no. a it's a door with a wall behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, with another door. And then they're just like, oh, wait, buy this other book. And then it'll <laughs> maybe tell you. Or go to this fucking workshop and maybe it'll it tell you. It also kind of reminds me of, um, what's it called? Scientology. Like in the way that it's like, yes. you have to take classes and shit. I didn't include it in this bit, but they, um, I think Scientology actually made or like put forth a lawsuit against Werner Erhard and associates in the like eighties because they said that he had stolen um like, like technology, <gasps> trading technology oh, from Scientology. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I knew that this they thing this thing has so many fucking layers. Oh dude. my god. It's it's bro. not if you can see the amount of tabs, like look at the amount of tabs I have open. Okay, oh like, Jesus I fucking I have Christ. more to saved. Like oh yeah. wow. It's it's that was a good this I'm, a so good episode. Ah, I'm so I think excited. Should, I, thought, I think we should boost this one. Yes, yes. it's gonna be a good one. Okay. Oh it's gonna there's good pictures for this Damn, one too. I'm gonna so. send you like this picture. Oh yeah, and here's yeah. a picture of the guy. This is Werner Erhard. I knew exactly what yep. he looked like without mm-hmm. looking at him. Or fucking John Paul Rosenberg. And then this is a photo of an early EST <gasps> training. Oh my god. And yeah. It's literally. It really does look like a lecture. Yeah. With like a, a disgruntled old English professor. And something professor. about the setting, uh-huh. like the ballroom, yeah. with like the chandeliers and stuff, uh-huh. is really eerie. It is. <laughs> I so don't truly. like that. Um, yeah, and I have some testimonials in the works Ooh. because my parents actually went to the Landmark Forum in like 1992, no 93. No fucking way. Yeah. 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 So I have oh, I have real we. life testimonials. Real life testimonials. <clears throat> okay. There are things in this world which we do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> the way my nieces are like telling my brother to dress up as Zach for Halloween. <laughs> oh my god, can you please? <laughs> oh my god. Like you have literally every component. <laughs> yes, truly. You have the glasses and the hat. You have and a, the flannel. You have like the pizzazz. You have it. You have the collection of weird shit. <laughs> like Alrighty, guys. All right, guys. That was our episode for today. We love you. Love you. Mean it. Follow us on Instagram. On a grassy knoll. Follow us on Twitter. OAGK pod. Follow us on TikTok. On a grassy knoll. Uh, send us an email. Perhaps if you or someone you know <laughs> has been doing <laughs> ESC training or fucking, a landmark fucking forum yeah. thing, uh, send in your testimonials. Please at OAGK uh, Redux. Uh, oh. I was say OAGK podcast. <laughs> uh, O-A-G-K-Redux, at gmail.com. And we love you. We love you. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Bye.